Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, just lift your hands and praise Him for a minute. <laughs> Matiatanaka Sambra, lift your voice in the spirit. Lift up your voice. Stir up the Holy Ghost who's in you. Lift up the Holy Spirit in you. God. Well, you can be seated if you can. Well, I had a plan this morning, and that has gone out the window. But aren't we supposed to be instant in and out of season? As Pastor Nancy was speaking, I heard myself saying, I do not consider myself to have arrived. But this one thing I do, I put the past in the past and I press forward toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The only thing you can do with the past is give it to God. And if you can make it right with the person and move forward. Wow. I was making breakfast a couple of days ago. Lindsay came into the kitchen and she said, the Lord just spoke to me. And I said, what did he say? And she said, he said to me, 2023 is the year for me. 2023 is the year for me. And she said, now at first it sounded self-serving, but I realized how can I be a blessing unless I have the blessing? God said to Abraham, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. Folks, the sick cannot help the sick. The poor cannot help the poor. We have to have great companies in our world to hire people, to give them jobs and give them all types of benefits. We have to have that. And there's a spirit in America that says that's wrong, but that spirit is what's wrong. There's got to be wealth in our nation. There's coming a great transfer of wealth. And God has done it over and over again. And Ecclesiastes tells us that what he did, he'll do again. He did it in Abraham's day. The Bible says, because of Pharaoh, he became very wealthy in cattle, herds, flocks, and in gold and silver. He didn't have it when he arrived, but when he left, he had it. And the same thing happened with Isaac, with Abimelech. The Bible says he became prosperous, and then he became very prosperous. I don't know what CNN would have done with that. And the same thing happened uh, with uh, Jacob. Jacob uh, became very prosperous because of his father-in-law, Laban. Yes, sir. 
and Joseph came out of prison and they put the robe on him, became the vice president of the nation and became a very prosperous man. You find this throughout the entire Bible. The wealth transfer has happened over and over and over again. It happened in Egypt after 430 years of slavery. One day they were slaves. The next day they were multimillionaires taking the wealth of Egypt with them. And it happened to a city called Samaria when four lepers sat at the gate and said, why do we sit here until we die? Let us march for victory. And they marched out toward the enemy camp and God multiplied their footsteps. And they thought an army had been hired. And when they went into the camp, there was nothing there except for the food and the gold and the silver and the armaments. And they took it back and saved the city. And I've got news, there's an end time transfer coming. Who's it coming to? It's co <laughs> I saw a few hands that said me. The rest of you are a little bit late. 2023 is the year for me. Turn to your neighbor and tell him that. 2023 is the year for me. It's mine. Say it's mine. Say the past is the past. And I press on toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Wow. I wish this was happening in every church in America. The power, the presence of God. I walked in here within 30 minutes, within 30 seconds, I was dancing, I was jumping, and I was crying all at the same time. And I feel that every time I come here. Wow. Why in God's name don't I live in California? I'd be right here. Praise God. I heard the story about this little boy that was out in the foyer of the church, and he was watching, looking at the, at the wall, at the plaque. And the pastor came back and said, son, what are you doing? He said, I'm, I'm looking at this plaque, pastor. What are the names? What are all these names on this plaque? He said, well, son, those are the names of men who died in the service. And he said, well, was it the nine o'clock or the 11? <laughs> Some of you look like you know what I'm talking about. We don't need the same old six and seven. We need a move of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're getting here. I have known Pastor Nancy for a long time. I first got to know her back when she was Miss Oklahoma. And Lindsay and I brought her on our television program and she sang. And she had a photograph made with my dad and I gave her that copy of that photograph uh, one time or two ago I was here. And, uh, but we lost touch. I had only been in a, just a few services with, with her and with Ed uh, and uh, had done some television work with Ed. But we didn't get to spend a lot of time together. Most of our relationship between the two of us, between Ed and me came through Brother Summerall in South Bend when we did a, where we did a meeting together. And we lost touch over the years. I had known that they were in California, but I didn't know they were in Marietta. I didn't know. And I don't know how I didn't know, but I didn't know. And about, I guess it was five years ago or so, I was ministering at Brother Copeland's minister's conference as I'll be doing in 10 days. He and I were talking about that yesterday. 
and uh, she contacted me and asked me if I would come to Marietta. And I said, wow, I didn't know you were in Marietta. And uh, a relationship between my wife and Pastor Nancy and me was formed. And because of that, I got to know so many of the Fresh Oil Fellowship ministers. And Nancy said to me, would you, would you be willing to go to some of their churches? I said, would I, would I? And I have had this privilege of, and I see many faces in whose churches I have been. I, I, I'm, I'm grateful, I'm overwhelmed today. I'm humbled to have this relationship. Uh, my wife and I have a great love, not just love, but respect and honor for you. And I'm so thrilled with what's happening with your television programs on the Victory Network, airing now three times a day. I got to talk to Copeland, he's only airing me once, I don't know why. Well, I guess twice, because Lindsay has a program too, but I'm, I'm still one program behind. I'm gonna text him tonight and say, how come? Oh my, 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 my. Praise God. 2023 is the year for me. It's going to take trillions, trillions, trillions of dollars to evangelize the world. But you know what's going to happen because he said this gospel must be preached in all nations as a witness. And then, that's when Jesus is coming, then, then shall the end come. It's coming. And it's one day sooner. It's sooner than you think. 2023 is the year for me. How can I be a blessing unless I'm blessed? How can you be a blessing unless you are blessed? We must have the blessing of God in order to be a blessing. You know, when you get on the airlines, they say to you, now put your mask on first and then help a child or an elderly person. How can you help them if you don't have your mask on? Blessed so that you can be a blessing. Lindsay and I were praying the other day and the Lord said, you've got it backwards. And I said, what do you mean? He said, this binding and loosing thing. What do you mean, Lord? Well, all of your life, you have bound Satan and you have loosed the power of God. He said, you've got it backwards. He said, you need to loose the person from the sickness and disease. And you need to bind that healing to them. You've got it backwards. It's changed my prayer. And I remember when my father told the story of how when he was prayed for in 1935 with tuberculosis, how the evangelist, George Muncie, said, loose him and let him go. He didn't say, I bind you, Satan. He said, loose him and let him go. Remember, that's what Jesus said to the, about the colt 
loose him because he was tied up. Loose him. It, Brother Jay, it's changed my prayer, my prayer life for people since then. I've always started by saying, Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. And I've heard pastors all over America. And I've said it for years. And the Lord said, you got it backwards. You've got it backwards. You loose the person from the sickness and disease. And then you send angels to bind, to bring that healing and to bind it. And I remembered a few years ago when I was in New York City preaching for Creflo Dollar. And about halfway through my message, a group of angels came through the wall and they had baskets on their arms and they had what looked like little prayer cloths, almost like doilies that you put on top of a piece of furniture. And they had the word healing written on them and they were dropping them on the people's heads. I blinked and see if I was seeing things. I'm not accustomed to seeing things, but I wondered if was I was having some kind of hallucination. And so I said to the people what I was seeing, and Taffy, uh, Brother Criffalo's wife, was sitting in the front row, and she jumped up and said, I see them too, I see them too. And they came in, and there was a tremendous move of healing that night. Something has happened to me. It started uh, this past August or early September. I was invited by uh, Andrew Womack to come up to his Healing Is Now conference in Colorado, up way high at the 8,000 foot level of the mountains. And something changed. There was a change in the atmosphere. Something hit me that has not happened before. Uh, and I don't know how to explain it. I sent videos to a number of my minister friends. Some of you here, I sent that to. Something changed. And I think it's because we're getting closer and closer and closer to the fulfillment of what God has promised us. And uh, I'm just, I'm very humbled this morning. As I said, I, I, I had a plan, but that plan's gone now. I want what he wants. Praise God. And you mentioned Brother Hagan. I've been in services when he didn't know what to do or what to say, and he just stood there for a while, waiting on God. And that's what I'm doing this morning. <laughs> I want what he wants. Praise God. Can you imagine what would happen in the United States and Canada? If every pastor today would stand before their congregation and say, is there any sick among you? Come on. Let them call for the elders of the church, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up and say to them, if you have a need of healing, come forward, let the elders lay hands upon you. For Jesus himself said, they that are sick need a physician, and also you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Exodus 15, 26, I am 
the Lord that healeth thee. Not I was the Lord, or someday I will be the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord that heals you. We thank God for doctors. We thank God for dietitians and, and uh, exercise gurus and uh, anyone that can help you in your health. We thank God for uh, medical science and the discoveries and every clinic and every hospital. We thank God. But there seems to be more sickness out there than there's ever been. If ever there was a time for a supernatural healing, it's now. He said, I am the Lord that heals you. You thank the person who treats you. You thank the person who prescribes the medicine. You thank the doctor. You thank the person who prays, but you give the glory of the healing to God because he is your source. He is the source of your life. And Acts 10.38 says that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Those are the words of Peter who had walked with the master. Healing is for today. I remember Lindsay and I were on television one night and God gave me a very unusual word of knowledge. He said, there's someone who's watching that has webbed fingers. And I said, what do you mean, Lord, webbed fingers? And uh, I, I didn't get a response. I just gave that word of knowledge. And uh, we were live that night on the air. And a few minutes later, we got a call from a woman here in California, Los Banos, up, I guess, uh, near where you are. Pastor Debbie, isn't where you are? Where you are, Mitch? Yeah, Los Banos. Um, her son had, uh, when he was a baby, had gotten his hand stuck on a hot stove and his fingers had melded together. Now he was a, had grown up in years and uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't open his fingers. His fingers were melded, like frozen, stuck together. And she said, when you said that on television, suddenly his fingers just opened up like that. It was amazing. And then he gave me another word of knowledge. He said, there's a man watching who lost three fingers in Vietnam. And after all these years, even though they tried to sew, or the mass unit sewed his fingers back on, he's had no feeling in his fingers since the 1960s. Yeah. Well, was 40 years ago, you know, yeah. 50 years ago. And I said, sir, whoever you are, God's healing your fingers and you're going to have the feeling in those fingers again. I got a call from a man just a little while later from Nashville who said, my name is Mike. I was in the Seabees in Vietnam in the late 60s and three of my fingers were cut off and the mass unit sewed them back on and I've had no feeling. He said, I could hit my hand against a brick wall and feel nothing. He said, but when you said that, all the feeling came back into my nerves. Now, when those things happen, that's an opportunity for someone to come to Christ. Brother, Brother Hagin said that healing is the dinner bell. It rings the dinner bell. I was preaching in Ghana in West Africa, and they came to me in the service and said, there's a woman who's here. She's in our churches, 
and uh, she has been she was born with one breast and she wants you to pray for her for God to create a second breast and so they brought her forward and I prayed for her and I went ahead and took testimonies of others who had come forward to share uh, the healing that had happened and this woman came back to the platform and there was a commotion and the pastors came over and said brother Roberts God has answered your prayer he has created a second breast and I made one of the biggest mistakes of my life I said how do you know This is Africa. It's not America. She came forward and took the bottom of her dress and lifted it for 40,000 people to see that God had confirmed his word with a miracle. I was about as speechless then as I am right now. What do you say at a time like that? How about those cubs? I mean, I, <laughs> and a miracle settles the issue. And that's what people are looking for. They're looking for the miraculous. They're looking for it in drugs. They're looking for it in Hollywood. They're looking for it in so many different ways. But we have a miracle worker. And you said it. Teach, preach, and heal. That's the full gospel. Thank God for the teaching. Thank God for the preaching. But if you don't have the confirmation of the miraculous, you're not doing what Jesus said. I love to teach. I love to preach. But I love the miracles. Because wherever Jesus went, he taught, he preached, and he brought healing. It was confirmed. I'm sure there were a lot of others in those days named Jesus. But the one that brought attention was the one from Nazareth with miracles. Because his word was confirmed with signs and wonders. I have a feeling this place today is ripe for miracles. I just have a feeling that God's going to do something supernatural today. And I'm going to talk until he's ready to do that. I don't know how long that's going to take. It may be five minutes. It may be 20. I don't know. I'm not in charge of the agenda. He's in charge. My job is to jump when he says jump and ask how high on the way up. <laughs> he came to the pool of Bethesda one day and he found a man there had been there 38 years, unable to get into waters that an angel would come and stir once a year. So the scripture says, and whoever could get in first would be healed. Well, you know, it seems to me that he could have gotten some other person to push him in after 38 tries. <laughs> after 38 years, I would have had somebody standing by my side at least to push me in. 
but somebody always got in front of him. And Jesus said to him, do you want to be well? And he gave a stupid answer. I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. I didn't ask you if you wanted to go in the pool. I asked you, do you want to be well? Well, somebody always gets in front of me. I didn't ask you to make excuses. Do you want to be well? Simple question. Blind Bartimaeus heard him say, what do you want me to do for you? Well, I want you to have them put some money in my cup. These people are, are mean and they don't, they, don't, uh, they don't have a shelter for me and I'm just sitting here on the side. No, no, no. What do you want? To, what do you want? I want to see. And Jesus reached and touched that blind man and he touched the man at the pool of Bethesda as well and raised him up. We've got to understand that it's God's will for us to be well. In every area of our lives. We've got to understand 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper. Now, that's a nasty word in many Christian circumstances today. You know, he wants you to prosper and be in health. And that's healing. Even as your soul prospers. So he wants you to be well in every area of your life. There are Christian book companies today who will not allow the word prosper to be in any of their books. I know one of those companies, a major company. They will not allow the word prosper to be used. And I said to one of the people, what do you want me to do? Just cut that out of the Bible? He made no bones about it. Beloved, I wish of all things that you prosper. What is prosperity? Prosperity is a successful journey on the road of life. And it includes every area of your life, spiritual, physical, financial, emotional, your business, your job, your ministry, your family, your marriage, your in-laws, your outlaws, any, all of them. Your, uh, your unsaved loved ones and your unloved saved ones. And don't look at me like you don't have them because you do. Everybody's got at least one. In fact, everybody, everybody here, you all know somebody that needs to die today. Just saying. I can think of two or three, Craig. They need to go home today. I mean, on the load going up today. I was watching an old Ronald Reagan video the other day, and he was at an event and he was telling jokes. And uh, Reagan had a way with words. And he had a bunch of politicians and he had congressmen and senators and, and he had cabinet members and he had the press and he had a lot of high ups there. And, and he said that he told the story about this, this pastor, this preacher and this politician who died and went to heaven. And when they got to the gate, St. Peter was showing them around and he showed the pastor a little one bedroom apartment, just a small kitchenette. And those were gonna be his quarters. But to the politician, he showed this magnificent mansion. Huge, 12 bedrooms. An unbelievable mansion. And the politician said to him, I don't understand. This, this preacher has this tiny little one bedroom apartment. And here I have this mansion, why? He said, well, we get lots of clergymen up here, but we've never had a politician before. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Hold on, Pop. And we've got a new Speaker of the House. Took 15 votes to get it. Now you have a, we have a Democrat president, we have a Democrat Senate, we have a Republican House. And let me tell you what that means. That means that the Republican House will put up a bill and the Senate will reject it. And the Democratic Senate will put up a bill and the House will reject it. And nothing will happen, which is good for America. America can just run. The only thing, the biggest problem with politics is politicians. The biggest problem with Christianity is Christians. Lord, deliver me from religious people. A man said to me, what would religion do with that? I said, I don't know. I'm not a religious person. I just love Jesus. I love him with my heart, my soul, my mind, and my strength. I've given my life to him. Smile at me if you're still happy. Oh, praise your father. Praise your father. The leper said to him, you can heal me if you want to. Jesus said, I want to. It's my will. It's my will. Teaching, preaching with the confirmation of the word through healing. I think that's what you like about me the best because they're miracles. That's what people loved about my father. They loved the fact that he would pray for you no matter who you were, no matter what you'd done. I remember in Tulsa, there was a young man who committed suicide and there was not a pastor in Tulsa who would take the service. And they called my dad. And he said, yes, I'll do it. And he ministered and told the family the young man was sick in his mind. He didn't know what he was doing. It changed the whole family. They were never the same after that message. He was the only one who would take that service because the boy had committed suicide. I remember a few years ago, I was asked to preach the funeral for a young man who was executed in uh, McAllister Prison in Oklahoma. His wife called and said, they're gonna execute him. Would you do the memorial service? I said, yes, I will. I will. And I did, and I led 11 members of the family to the Lord during the service. While he was in prison, he gave his heart to the Lord. And I shared that story. But he had committed a heinous crime, and they executed him. The law doesn't change. That young man's in heaven today. And no one wanted to preach that service because of the family that he killed. But I did it. What's the value of a human life? What's the value of a soul? It's inestimable, you're right. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't care what translation you use. He's the same. And whatever translation you use, don't get one that's watered down. Some of the translations have, are trying to take the Holy Spirit out. They're trying to take the importance of the word out and they're, and they're changing things. 
We've got to stay true to what we are. And today, this, is, this conference is a testimony of what God is doing. To see this place packed out with expectation. Because wherever Jesus went, there were miracles. Someone would always be tugging on him getting healed. And he would say, I felt power go out of me. Praise God. Just lift your voice in the spirit. Father, is this the time? If this is the time, just show me. Makasia, yes, yes, okay. Yes, I'll do that. Stomachs are being healed right now. This nervous stomach that has caused you so much distress and um, yeah, oh, okay, Lord, I'll say it. And the dysentery and the constant diarrhea. Yeah, I just want to hear the Lord saying, I'm healing that right now. I'm healing the stomach issue now. I'm healing the throat. The person has had difficulty in their throat. It's affected your speech. And God is healing you now in the name of Jesus. And there's someone who has a, I think it's a family member. It's not you. It's a family member been diagnosed with stomach cancer. And that cancer is beginning to go right now in Jesus' name. We're seeing more healings of cancer over these past six months. It's amazing. Seems like every day I get a testimony of someone healed from cancer. Just got a testimony the other day of a woman with a large a tumor in her breast. They're ready for a mastectomy. And we prayed over the telephone. And the, the tumor is just completely gone. No mastectomy. It was malignant. It's gone now. And the migraine headache. The constancy of the migraine headache. Seems like it comes every two or three weeks. In the name of Jesus, that's leaving someone now. Okay, I'll tell that, Lord. Right after we got married, I learned that Lindsay had had migraine headaches since she was a little girl. Some of you may have heard me tell this. And she wanted my dad to come and lay hands on her. And so he came to our house and he prayed for her. And he gave her a word of knowledge. He said, you'll have these headaches for three more days. And Lindsay said, why? He said, I don't know. But the Lord said, you'll have them for three more days and then you'll never have another one. She said, well, okay. And as he walked out of the room, he turned back and said, Lindsay, you're winting. And she said, I'm what? You're winting. She said, what do you mean? He said, the scripture says many were healed as they went. We look for an instantaneous and if it's not instantaneous, we think God isn't moving. I'm sure that may have been what the disciples thought when Jesus cursed that tree. And nothing looked like it was happening on the outside, but something was happening on the inside. And the next day it was proven out. Jesus, the tree you cursed yesterday has withered up from the root. Have faith in God, Peter. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, 
this problem, this need, whatever it is. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. And what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. When do you believe? When you pray? When you pray, believe. That's when you believe, when you pray. You don't pray and then have lunch and then decide to believe. When you pray, believe. Say that with me. When I pray, believe. Say, when I pray, I believe. I don't wait around. I believe then. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So, so critically important that we get our words straight. And this is so, uh, we live in a world where, where everyone wants us to be politically correct. I don't know how to be politically correct. My mouth gets me in trouble all the time. Don't look at me like that. Yours does too. What you say is so important because it's going to come back to you. It is an eternal principle. Whatsoever a man sows in a word, that, that's, that's a word, that's a sowing. Whatever comes out of your mouth. And so many people I see cancel out their healing with their mouth. Well, I wonder if this is going to work. Or I, I, I didn't feel anything. You're winting. You're winting. Sometimes more healing happens the next week after I leave. Because people are winting. And the healing comes. There's a right eardrum that's being healed. You're over here somewhere. There's a right eardrum being healed right now. And suddenly hearing, whoever that is, just stand up. Uh, there's, a, there's hearing coming into an ear right now in Jesus' name. Eardrums just opening up. Whoever you are, you have a trouble with your, anyone, whoever has hearing with you, hearing problems, stand up right now. Anyone who needs prayer in your ears, in your hearing, in your hearing. In the authority of the name of Jesus, I reach in and loose that hearing loss. I loose it from you. And Lord, I dispatch your angels to pick up that healing. Like those angels dropped healings on people's heads in New York City in Creflo Dollars Church. Bring healing now in the name. Here it comes. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, I send healing into your ears. Healing right now in Jesus' name. Who has a problem with your breathing? Stand up for prayer. Anyone has a problem in your, in your, in your chest, lungs, emphysema, asthma, allergies, anything like that? Any problems with your breathing? Shortness of breath, wheezing. Somebody here goes to bed at night and you wheeze and you wheeze and you turn from side to side. Where are you? Where's that person? Wave your hand at me. Yeah, I see, I see two or three people. Okay. You turn from side to side because it, it makes so much noise. You sit at home watching television. Somebody says to you, what's that noise? It's you. You're making the noise. Now somebody next to him, touch him right now. Because there's, oh wow, there's, there's, a, there's healing coming into lungs right now. I loose that off of you now. I send the word and I loose your lungs. I loose your lungs from the COPD, from the emphysema, the asthma, the allergies, the breathing problems, the bronchial tubes, 
In Jesus' name, lungs open up. And there's healing happening right now. Just begin to take breaths all the way in and all the way out. Healing's coming into lungs right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That's the loosing power of God. Brother Mitch, he's changed my whole prayer. He's changed over the past, over the past couple of weeks, he's changed it. And I see it now. I see it. I'm seeing it more and more in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, anyone with a stomach issue, I know I gave a word of knowledge other a, a, a little while ago. Anyone with stomach issues, stand up. Kidney, liver, lower tract, digestion, hernia, ulcer, gallbladder, pancreas, anything like that. Anything here in the midsection. Colon. Somebody reach out and touch them. This is what I told Brother Copeland last night that I saw happening today. I didn't know I was going to change the message. That's your fault. You can do that anytime you want. It's called, it's called obeying the Lord and being in the center of His will. That message, that'll preach somewhere else or another time. Now lay your hand on your stomach. In the authority of the name of Jesus, I take issue with this issue. And I speak to every organ in the midsection of your body. And right now, I stretch out my faith and I loose. And there it comes out. I loose. I loose this grip the devil's had on that area of your body. I curse it. I commend it. Come off and come out. In Jesus' name. And their stomach's being healed right now. And the dysentery, the diarrhea will stop. And you'll know it today. In Jesus' name. Now someone who has a problem in your neck or your shoulders... Stand up, please. You need healing in your neck, your shoulders, or your back, or in your feet, or legs, or in your knees, or any type of swelling, or bone, or joint problem. You know, Jesus is the bone and joint specialist. I'm talking about bone on bone. And it causes you problems when you walk, causes problem when you try to climb or, or come downstairs. And also the pain that someone has that shoots down the left hip and goes all the way down to your knee and the sciatica. Where is that person? Wave your hand at me. Where are you? Okay. That pain, that's going to go today. It starts right here. It goes right, is that right? It goes right down here. It's, and when you stand up, it almost makes you want to shrink your leg up, doesn't it? You, you, want, you, want, your, you want to hold your leg up like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it clearly. It's going today. And the person that has, um, you've had some time, mm, yeah, okay. You've had some, some kind of brace on one of your ankles and, but, or brace or bandage. And now you've taken it, you've taken it off, but you still have this problem. I think it's with your Achilles tendon. Where is that person? Where are you? Yes, I see you. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. Now somebody who is seated, touch them. 
someone who's seated to touch them. Father, every bone, every muscle, every joint, every tissue in this body belongs to you because we were made in your image and you get no glory out of people having pain and have to, having to go through pain management. In the authority of Jesus' name, I come against this pain, this discomfort in the neck, in the back, in the shoulders, in the hips, in the knees, in the feet, this swelling in Jesus' name, I loose it from you. I take hold of it with my faith and pull it out. Loose it and let them go. Satan, you take your hands off now. Thank you, Father, and I'm dispatching those angels to pick up that healing and, and place it in that spot in the body. Now, backs are being healed right now. Many of you are going to be able to move your back. You're going to be able to bend right now and touch your toes. You're going to find healing in your back. You're going to find healing in your knees. You're going to be able to reach down and touch your knees and find there's flesh there now with just bone on bone. You're going to find healing in ankles and feet. You're going to even, even find the toe that bothered you. It doesn't bother you anymore. Shoulders are being healed. You're going to be able to take your arms and put them up high and lift them higher than you've been able to lift them. Pain is leaving now. You're going to be able to move your neck all the way around without any grating whatsoever in the authority of Jesus' mighty name. Just go ahead and start moving. See what you can do. Cancer in the name of Jesus. Cancer in the name of Jesus. Come out. Loose from this person. Every cancerous growth, every tumor, every mass, come out. In the name of Jesus. Kiwakasi andaka sombrakasa. Any uh -huh, precancerous spots on the skin. Where are you? Where, who, who am I describing? You have precancerous spots on, oh, is it on your hand or your arm? Where are you? Precancerous spots on your skin. Where is that person? Stand up, brother. Is that you? Is that you? In Jesus' name, come off. Hallelujah. Say to you, everybody standing for just a moment. Everyone standing for just a moment. Turn and face someone. Put your hands out like you're getting ready to lay hands on them. Can you imagine this happening in churches all over America? On the count of three, I want you to lay hands on them and loose Satan's power off of them. One, two, three, begin. Satan, we loose your grip. Loose him and set him free. This satanic attack of the devil, come out and enter again no more forever. In the authority of Jesus' name. Shanti Atanaka Samra.
For God has given him a name which is above every name named in heaven and earth. And at that name, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus said, up till now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive so that your joy may be full. Now we have the right and privilege of asking in the name above every name. Begin to examine yourself right now. Begin to examine yourself. If it was your back, check your back out. If it was your shoulder, check your shoulder out. If it was your hips, check your hip out. If it was your knee, check your knee out. Check your ankle out. Check your hearing. Check your breathing. Check your stomach. Check your eyes. Eyes in the name of Jesus. I, 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 I command the cataract to come out, the blurred vision to go, the retinal problem in the name of Jesus. Come out. Loose your grip off these eyes. Every glaucoma, come out in the name of Jesus. Hearing, sight, victory. A miracle. Now lift your hands unto the Lord. Say, Father, today I receive this prayer of faith. I take it into my being. You are loosing this thing off me and out of me. And I declare and I decree that I shall never be the same again. The way I came in, I'm not going out. I'm like the three wise men. I'm going home a different way. In Jesus' name. Now lift your hands and give him rejoice. Give him rejoicing. Now how many of you can tell there's a healing? I mean, you know for sure. Put your hand down. You can tell there's been a healing today. You've got evidence. You can tell. If you can tell there's a healing, come down here real quickly. Come down here. Come down here. Step out in the aisle. Come down here. Make a line right here. Come down here. If you know you're receiving a healing, with your hand, come down here. Make a line right here. I mean, if you can tell for sure, Come on, come on down here. Examine yourself. Can you, is it healing? Come on, come right down here. Make that line. Everybody else be seated for just a minute. If you can tell there's been a healing, examine yourself. What happened when we prayed? Shoulder, my uh, left shoulder was injured uh, during exercise. And it's been almost two years I couldn't use this shoulder to work out. And now I, uh, I can lift my hands, I can move it, whatever, do whatever I have to do. Pain's gone? Pain is gone right now. What happened to you when we prayed? I fell off my bed last night and my arm was hurting. You fell off your bed last night? Yes. And you hurt your arm? Yes. And now I can bend it without it hurting. Pain's gone? Yes. No more pain? No more pain. What happened to you when we prayed? Right knee and right leg are just hurting me a lot and the pain just left. While we were praying? Yeah, while you're praying. It's gone? It's gone. How long have you had it? I've had it for a couple of years, Will. A couple of years? Yeah. Gone now. Gone now. Praise God. What happened when we prayed? Uh, I had trouble with my right knee. It hurts every single time I move it. And it's been like that for a couple months. A couple when of months? Yeah. What did you feel when we prayed? 
It was free. It didn't feel any pain. Pain's gone? Yep. Lift it up and down now. Is there any, any pain in it now? Nope. No pain. You sure? Yep. Did it bother you when you walked and ran? No. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it did when you ran. Move, move yeah. around. Run down that aisle. High jumper? Uh, not really, but. <laughs> Did you notice that? <laughs> Pain's gone. What happened when we prayed? Um, my knee had been just giving out, and when I twisted, and now I can move it, and nothing. No pain. No pain. Pain's gone. What happened when we prayed? My back and my knee and my ear. I wasn't hearing you, but you weren't hearing me. Not well, and I wanted you to talk louder. <laughs> I was talking as loud as I could. Well, now I hear you. Clearly? Clearly. You sure? Uh -huh. And my back don't hurt. And your back didn't hurt anymore either? Want me to go over? You sure look pretty in yellow. Well, thank you. Can I go down? Want me to bend over? You, you going to bend over? I show me. Over. All right, show me. <laughs> when we prayed? About a week ago, I uh, started getting a shooting nerve pain here in my neck, so I couldn't even turn my neck. It would turn it out. And uh, after uh, we prayed, my neck is completely free. Praise God. What happened when we prayed? Um, I had surgery on my right knee a couple of months ago for an ACL tear, and I've been having stiffness lately. But right now, I could not do this. Excuse me, I didn't hear you. You couldn't do what? I couldn't. I couldn't squat down like that. I couldn't jump. There was stiffness, and now I can. I, I missed that. <laughs> and it's all gone. What he just did, I can't do. At least not without help. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. You know how much the Lord loves you? A lot. Praise God. <laughs> what happened when we prayed? some tightness in my back and I was like not able to sit up straight in my chair and whenever I would it'd be like like almost cramping up but it's gone what, now. What did you feel when they prayed? I just felt warm heat on my back. It's what many people describe a heat. Yes. It's, it's gone? Yes. What happened? What happened to you? I received healing in my right knee. Every time I would bend it, it would lock up and it would be really stiff and it hurt when I would try to unlock it and now Pain's gone. Pain's all gone. What happened when we prayed? I was just healed from neck pain, back pain, and a lot of just stiffness and, and good. <laughs> what happened? Um, I got healed from my lungs. I could breathe. Healed in your lungs? Yeah. How long have you had breathing problems in your lungs? Um, since I was born. Since you were born? Yeah. What difference, what difference can you tell now? I can take full breaths, deep breaths. Show me. more time. Are you related to her? Yes. Is she your mama? Yes. 
How long? He's, he's had breathing problems all of his life? Yes, he's been, he, he was healed from a couple other things, but this was, I just said, you need to take some healing for your lungs and breathing. Since you're so here, you might as well get it all? Yes, get it all. <laughs> and you're breathing clearly now. Yes. How old are you? Uh, 17. And 17. My, and my chest pain is gone too. Chest pain is gone. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? That's so good. Yes. <laughs> Did I tell you how much the Lord loves you? Yes, you did. Thank you. <laughs> what happened when we prayed? I got loosed from Satan's You got grip, loosed? And I got loosed from Satan's grip. You got loosed from Satan's grip. Yes. Isn't that a wonderful thing to be yes. loosed? Yes, amen. That evangelist who prayed for my dad said, loose him and let him go. Amen. And that's when the healing power came up his feet and legs and he was able to breathe all the way in where he had, where, where if he tried that before, he would spit blood across the room because of the tuberculosis. Wow. What happened when we prayed? Um, my, I had an injury in my shoulder and neck, and um, it was causing a lot of pain. And when you prayed, it felt like someone adjusted it to where it, it does not hurt right now, and it's been hurting for a while. How long is a while? Uh, well, I, Weeks, I, months, years? Um, months. I, months? Yeah, I had fallen in the restaurant when I was working, and it like re ignited an old issue so yeah it does not hurt anymore what happened when we prayed my feet were hurting me a lot and just standing there in worship you know last couple nights my feet hurt it's been probably a couple weeks my feet feel awesome now <laughs> even with shoes that are comfortable they, they feel look good. pretty good what happened to you when we prayed i had an impingement in my an impingement in your shoulder my right shoulder and for about six months and then it, it became a frozen shoulder and I couldn't lift my you arm couldn't lift it up. up. Now I can lift it up and go all the way like that. And I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. What happened to you when we prayed? Two things. My um, knee, uh, I, it's numb. Like it could, like I'm so used to pain that it's just numb. So you were so used anything. to the pain. Mm -hmm. Always having pain in my knee because I was smashed. I was hit by a car. So, and I don't feel anything. I feel no pain. And how long? How long ago was the accident? Two or three years. So you've had pain, pain in it all the time, every all day. The time. All pain, the time. pain when you came today? Uh, yes. Any pain now whatsoever? No, nothing. You sure? I don't feel anything? Nothing no. at all. And there was one other thing. I had, they found two tears in my shoulder, and I, when I would praise God, I, I had to get my mind off my pain because I always lift it up regardless, even though it hurts. I don't feel anything. Like I feel, I feel nothing in the shoulder. Numb. What happened when we prayed? I had severe degeneration in two discs in my lower back, and I actually came here this morning. Severe degeneration in your lower back. Yeah. What did you feel this morning when we just prayed? Um, it was like someone put icy hot on my back, and it just freed like up. Icy hot. Yeah. <laughs> and it freed up. It freed up. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. What happened when we prayed? 
I've had pain in my back um, and my, my right shoulder. Uh, I had rotator cuff surgery about five years ago on my left side, and I've been thinking, I probably need to get that surgery again. And the Lord just loosed my shoulder. It's just completely free. What happened when we prayed? Got healing in my hearing. Healing in your hearing. So I know that I know because I took these off. I can still hear the sound. You're hearing good now? Well, give him praise this morning. Pastor Mitch, what happened? I didn't feel anything till I went up here. <laughs> and then my ear popped. When you came up here, your yeah. ear popped. And, I, and the ringing stopped. And the ringing stopped. Yeah. It's gone? It's gone. Thank you, sir. Sit by your gorgeous wife. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to you? My neck, and when you call out for necks, ligaments, and muscle, and then so I stood up, and there was heat all on my neck, all down. Pain's gone. Pain's gone. Sure. Yeah. Yes, sir. Pastor Morgan, God bless you. Grant, what happened to you? For several months, I've had sharp pain in my shoulder, and every time I would lift it, it was I had to kind of cover it in my face, but it really hurt. But as I got up here right now, and I was just standing there, I noticed the pain is just significantly less. But I realized I had a pain in my leg, and I, I can sense that pain has gone in my leg now, which was connected to my shoulder. You know, when things are out of line. But I've realized, I'm like, wait, that leg pain is gone. I wasn't even focused on that. More about your shoulder. What? It's gone. It's gone? It's seriously gone. Where'd it go? Yeah, Jesus gone. took it. <laughs> what happened when we prayed? Uh, pain left in my knee. I had a sharp pain in my knee and it's gone. Gone. What happened when we prayed? My breathing. I was just telling my husband yesterday that I thought something was going on with my breathing because I would breathe in and then I would cough uncontrollably like I was trying to catch my breath. And when you called that out, I just started taking deep breaths and I can breathe freely and it's nothing blocking, nothing is just free. And then my knee, my right knee, um, for about three months, it would just swell. Like I would be walking somewhere, I wouldn't twist it or hurt it or walk wrong or anything like that. It would just start swelling. And so I had been believing God for new knees and my knees, like, I got new knees, like, I can bend, I can. Who needs something new in your body? Stand up. God's got parts. When Jerry Savelle's dad had a heart attack and was about to die, the Lord began to have Jerry call his father, whose name was also Jerry, Jerry Newhart. And God gave him a new heart. He lived, I think, another 15 years. 
That's, a, that's like a Hezekiah miracle. He nearly died with the old heart and God gave him a new heart. God's got parts. Lift your hands unto the Lord in Jesus' name. I'm sending parts to whatever part of the body you're standing up for. I don't know, maybe a heart, maybe a lung, it may be a kidney, it may be a liver, it may be a, a, a foot. <laughs> some, of you, some of you might like to have some hair. I see a few that need some hair on top. God's got hair. In Jesus' name, I send that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What, what happened when we prayed? Well, I was uh, like everybody else, shoulder uh, injury from lifting and whatnot like that. And as I was holding it up, it just kept on going up and like it loose, like something broke in there or like a tear or something. And it just kept on going up and I hadn't been able to lift my arms this high, but I'm able to go a lot higher and put actual weight on it. And I couldn't do that before. So what happened when we prayed? I had a deviated septum. Um, so my breathing you for broke, a long your time nose was broken? wasn't broken, but oh. fractured, I guess. Okay. But one side was like deviated. So my breathing's always been like 80, 20 for the longest time. And f now <laughs> I can breathe normal for the first time. Thank you. <laughs> Debbie, what happened to you? Uh, I had a pain in my hip, it would be like off and on, and then I had an ear infection, and um, what was it, oh yeah, my shoulder, like it popped last night, I don't know what happened to it, I just left it like that, and now all of them are gone, like I don't have no aching pain, my ear like feels like great, I can hear really good. How old are you? I'm 11. 11? Yeah. What happened to you when we prayed? When we prayed? I took my first, first big breath in a long time. Your first big breath big in a breath. long time. I think I had. Isn't it great to breathe? Air is free. Yes. What are you doing up here? What happened when we prayed? Uh, I had rib, but it was just cramping a lot when I would sit down and lean. So when you called out just ribs and stuff, it heat, I just felt heat and it was all good. All good. good. What happened to you when we prayed? Hey Amen. I got released from Satan's grip of unforgiveness in my life. And it's Boy, someone that I really healing. need to unforgive. And so when Brother Grant laid his hands on me, it just, it released. So I forgive that person. God is good. I'm talking to somebody right now. The unforgiveness and the bitterness and the hurt from 2022 can be gone today if you will release it. Talking to people, you've got unforgiveness in your heart right now. Or somebody did something to you that hurt you, and you haven't been able to let it go. If that's you, stand up for prayer. It's a day to get delivered. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. This can be gone today. Because Jesus said, if you don't forgive, neither will I forgive you. And listen, the forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. Lindsay says unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It won't have any effect on them, but it'll kill you. It'll just kill you. 
Let it go. Put the pat, bury the ghost. Give them to God. If you could have done something with them, you'd already done it. But you can't handle them. So give them to God. Forgiveness is for you. Whether they deserve it or not is immaterial. Lift your hands. Say, lift, pray this out loud with me. Father, today, January the 8th, 2023, I forgive them. I forgive them. I forgive them. I let them go. I don't hold it to their account anymore. I forgive them. And I give them to you. Oh, and I just begin to rejoice. You're getting set free. That's freedom. What happened to you when we prayed? Around a year and a half ago, I tore my labrum at where I was working at before. And it, um, it hurt me more because I had to step down from one of the ministries at the church I had been serving. And it, it was hard for me to lift my arm and worship. And today I can lift it all the way up. What happened to you when we prayed? So um, for months and a few years, I've been suffering from like lower back pain. For the month, the muscles would tense up and they'd get stiff. And the same would happen with my shoulders. And I couldn't sleep. But when we prayed, it just the pain lifted. Just lift? And there was like a coolness on it. Coolness. What happened when we prayed? I was having a sharp pain in my shoulder. And so when you had called out, it tingled. And then I just lifted it and the pain was gone. And I was set free from that discomfort. <laughs> How long? Just a few days. It just had started. What happened? About three and a half years ago, I hurt my shoulder. And you came to our church. This church? No. Uh, in Cedar Rapids, Pastor Jay Eberly. He came to our church. My husband and I were, I'll just say it, my husband and I were on a tree and we fell out of the tree. <laughs> You're and in you, a tree? Yes. And you prayed for both of us. Was I in the, did I pray, was I in the tree you, with you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> At our church. And I, when you came to our church, I couldn't, I couldn't lift my arm past this. And when you prayed, I could, then I could lift it. But since then, I have 13 screws and a plate. And I just now received my new shoulder. It's been tingling ever since we just prayed that. But earlier when you prayed, <laughs> before that part, it's, I've been having weakness. And so when I work out or anything, it's been, but that's all gone. And I believe I'm getting a whole new shoulder. <laughs> what happens when we pray? I have a lump on my shoulder, and it causes so much discomfort. I have a hard time sleeping, and when you a lump, a growth, a growth on, your shoulder. on my shoulder, and when I stood up, you called out shoulders, and I just felt a lot of heat right there, and it, I can still feel it; it's still there. But as I walked up, it's loosening, and I'm feeling so much more mobility on my shoulder. Lord, just remove it all in Jesus' yes. name. Amen. What happened when we prayed? I was loose from a stomach condition. You called out a nervous stomach, and for the past 48 hours, I haven't been able to eat very much, and it's I been wondered, hurting. I wondered and where you were. I knew you were in the building. I just didn't know where. When you called it out, I felt a release just, it was released. It's loosed. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
What happened when we prayed? Well, when you pointed to me and asked me to stand up about precancer spots, and uh, apparently they haven't disappeared yet, but hopefully they'll disappear. <laughs> well, I'm setting my faith with you right now. Appreciate it, brother. Completely go in yes. Jesus' name. Yes. What happened when we prayed? I had lower back pain for like maybe a year and a half. A year and a half. And when I was standing, it just like popped. Now Any pain now? No, sir. Can you bend all the way down now? <laughs> what happened when we prayed? So I'm wenting right now. You're my, wenting? Yes, my shoulder, I still feel the pain, but I felt like I needed to tell you this. About six months ago, you were here on a Tuesday night. I wasn't here in the service. I was just getting off a plane in Chicago, and I pulled the service up on live stream. I was in the Uber. And when I got off the plane, I had a really excruciating pain in my hip. I've never had hip pain. It was so bad, I was having a hard time just moving around. And you called out hips during that service. And so I was in the back of the Uber, and I raised my hand. I know the Uber driver was looking at me, but I didn't care. And I just started raising my hand, and I said, I received that. And for days, the rest of that conference, it got worse, to the point where I couldn't even really wear the shoes I brought. And then someone came up to me, and I thought about a minister said, sometimes people will come to you and try to get, say something negative that they've experienced to kind of startle you. And someone told me, they said, that happened to me one time. I was on a trip, and my hip went out, and I ended up having to get a hip replacement. And when they said that, I said, well, that will not be me. <laughs> and I knew that was the devil trying to scare me. And I literally was, like, limping. Like, I was, like, really bad. It was obvious. Everybody saw it. So about three or four days into the trip, we wanted to walk around Chicago, and I said, I'm not going to take an Uber, I'm going to actually walk. And I walked about four miles that day, and I don't know when the pain left, but I was walking, and I realized I was walking normal, I wasn't in any pain, and I actually submitted the testimony to the church. You're watching online. Watching on live stream, getting out of the uh, plane. So. No, God's online too. <laughs> what happened to you? Um, so mine's a little bit different. Um, you called out nervous stomachs, and... It's not like a condition, but I've been nervous because I came here by myself and I don't know. And so anyway, I was like, ah, oh, he didn't, it's not exactly mine, but I'm going to take it anyway. So um, I was like, okay, yeah. And I just felt a complete release. Like it was like something jumped off my back. And, um, and then of course, when you said to come up here, I was like, no, I'm not going up there. But here you are. Um, but I had to obey. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened when we prayed? So when you said um, throat and it's hurting your spirit, Speech. Um, I've, I've always had this stutter, um, and so I wasn't feeling it, but I had to come up here to receive that. Stretch your hand down to her. In the authority of the name of Jesus, I come against the stuttering. Stuttering, stop it. In Jesus' name. Say, I will speak. I will speak. Say, I will speak. I will speak. I will speak. I will speak. I will speak clearly. I will speak clearly. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And every day. Every day. I will speak. I will speak. More clearly. More clearly. I'm winting. I'm winting. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Somebody give praise to the Lord. Well, come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Well, Pastor Nancy, what do we do next? Well, I was going to sing earlier, but I forgot. I didn't mean that to sound like an invitation. After all that yes, go ahead. loosing, I don't know if I can. You got it. I need someone to lay hands on me right here. Well, when I ministered for Pastor Jeff up in Chicago, he told me that I had a new ministry a new singing ministry. And I said, I don't want a new singing ministry. <laughs> okay. From Joseph, there's a lesson we can learn today very old brothers well they sold him as a slave he said take my coat of colors and you still won't have a thing for deep within my spirit I still can carry my dream and God will turn it for you Intend for evil, my faith can be withstood. Oh, God will turn it for your good. Laying in a prison because of a slanderous lie, for running from temptation, just deciding to do what's right. But in the palace, the king was dreaming, and to Joseph, the meaning was known. God said, I can use even evil men to place you on the throne. And God will turn it for your good. Yes, God will turn it for your good. evil, my faith can be withstood. Oh, God will turn it for your good. Now there's a golden secret. You must remind yourself. God controls tomorrow. He's not planning for you to fail. So just hold up your head in victory, no matter what's going wrong. For when tomorrow is all over, you're going to be right where you belong. for you. 
what men intend for evil, my faith can be withstood. Oh, God will turn it. Yes, my God's gonna turn it. That's right, God will turn it for your We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.